President Joe Biden will finally address reporters and the media in his first news conference in more than two months since being inaugurated. He will do that today at 1.30, and we will carry it right here on Tony Katz Today. Nation of Jake in for Tony on this Thursday, March 25th, year of our Lord, 2021. Still not used to saying 2021. It always takes me minimum uh, 90 days before I start getting into the swing of things. I wrote two checks this morning for my kids' spring pictures. And of course, I'm always writing 2020 on the checks my butt can't cash. Ari Castle is here. He is the producer of Tony Cash today. How you doing, Ari Castle? Living the dream. Living the dream with Tony off, presumably doing something very, very important, or else he would not miss today. In fact, Tony Katz calls me, Nation of Jake, says, hey, I need you on Thursday. And usually I would not tell you how to run my show when I'm gone because I know you don't respond well to being told what to do. However, I told everybody we would carry the Joe Biden news conference at 1.30 p.m. So I need you to deliver on the promise that I made the Tony Katz faithful. And I am happy to do that because this is a big deal. Look, Joe Biden has not addressed the media in a formal setting since taking office 65 days ago. Now, how out of the ordinary is that? How much of a big deal is it? I'm not so sure. I can give you context, though. It was 27 days before his predecessor, Donald Trump, addressed the media in a news conference. President Barack Obama took only 20 days before giving a news conference after he took office. And W, I believe it was 33 days into his administration before he gave his first news conference. So Joe Biden has taken anywhere from twice or three times as long to address the media than any president in the last 20 years. And so, look, he was going to get a honeymoon. You know, the, the press has been very nice to Joe Biden. Uh, they were going to be, especially when you compare it to the adversarial relationship that uh, the press had, the media had with Donald Trump. And, and I think there was culpability on both sides of that. I'm not just one of these guys who blames the media. That was a toxic relationship, a catch-22. One fed the other and did that for four full years. All right. Now, Joe Biden, maybe this is a smooth play. You know, Joe Biden's like, hey, look, people are sick of having the president in their face all the time. In fact, I ran and won an election by largely staying in the basement. So it could be a very savvy move from Team Biden. Or maybe it's one of those things where his handlers, uh, the folks close to him and his cabinet, his advisors, people he trusts are saying, look, the more we hear Joe speak, the less we like what we hear. Now, I don't want to caricature him as an old man whose brain has turned into oatmeal because I think that is overstated. However, his appearances have been uneven. You never know which Joe you're going to get. Sometimes he's very sharp. Well, I wouldn't say he's very sharp. I would say that he exceeds expectations, especially when you caricature him as this, this stupid old man. You know, that, that was done a lot with Ronald Reagan back in the day, from what I'm told and what I vaguely remember as a, as a young kid, is that he was 
lampooned as this stupid old man, and then he'd come out and he would be as sharp as as anyone, as a, as a man half or a third his age. And he would go back and forth to Sam Donaldson, and he would take him to school. So not only was Ronald Reagan very funny and very sharp, uh, he was also, the, the expectations were lowered by a lot of people. And, and that's why he's legendary at this point for his quick wit and wisdom. Uh, I'm, I'm less interested, well, I'm, I'm very interested in what Joe Biden has to say, especially about uh, the topics of the day, the big topics, the, the border surge, the crisis at the border. They're talking about adding 10,000 beds down there. There's some 16,000 children who are being uh, locked in cages. Wait, nope, sorry. No, that's the wrong nomenclature. They're not, they're not kids in cages. They are at the Joe Biden School for Immigrant Children Who Don't Citizenship So Good and Want to Learn How to Do Other Things Good Too. That's, that's where they are. But there's, there's a big surge at the border, much like there was uh, under Donald Trump. Uh, this could be worse, question mark. Uh, the other big issue that we've seen in the last few days are mass shootings. A mass shooting in Atlanta and one in Boulder, Colorado. Very different circumstances, but this always gets people talking about gun legislation. I expect to hear that from Joe Biden. I also expect to hear some updates on COVID-19, uh, the vaccinations, how many people have been vaccinated and how many they plan to vaccinate by uh, Biden's first 100 days. So there's 35 more days left in that 100 days, this marking the 65th in his first news conference. Aside of that, and we will also get into those issues here on Tony Katz today with the Nation of Jake before Joe Biden takes to the podium at 1.30, which we will carry live as well. I'm very interested to see how this is all orchestrated. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for it to be tightly controlled. I don't think it's going to be very long. I don't think he's going to take a lot of questions. I think he will take few questions on certain topics. We will also see if if the press is nice to him or are they going to really press him on some some issues like, hey, what is going on at the border and what are you doing about it? Now, there's some speculation here. He has put his vice president, Kamala Harris, in charge of the situation at the border. That's a pretty high profile assignment for a vice president. In the history of our country, vice presidents have largely done very little. They're the president of the Senate. They handle a lot of administration, a lot of administrative kind of uh, duties. They, they don't get put in charge of a major immigration crisis on the southern border, especially given that immigration is largely controlled by the executive being the president of the United States. Also, there was a memo that went out not long ago that the Biden administration should be referred to as the Biden-Harris administration. This might be because Joe Biden knows what it's like to be vice president, knows what it's like to be the, the lost guy. So maybe he's just affording that respect to Kamala Harris, or maybe the whole plan will be at some point for him to hand over the reins to Kamala Harris, given that Joe Biden's not as, again, not as sharp as he used to be, which to say never really very sharp. I mean, at this point, he's like a difference between a sharp and dull butter knife.
is what we're looking at. But, but I just want to look to see how this news conference will be will be run. You know, the, I, I'm not sure that Joe Biden is going to be the kind of guy, I hope he's not, who wants to get up there and camp out, filibuster about things, and pick fights with reporters. But we have seen where Joe Biden does not like to be challenged. So if Peter Ducey is in the room, which he will be from Fox News, uh, he will, if given the opportunity, he will likely ask a tough question. Watch for Joe Biden. Listen for Joe Biden's response to the tough questions he does not like to be challenged. That said, I've read that he's going to address COVID saying, hey, we are going to aim for 200 million shots within the first 100 days, which is still a low bar. It, it was 100 million in the first 100 days. They're upping that to 200 million. Look, we're already at 130 million doses as of today. We're vaccinating more and more people. The processes are getting better. Two and a half million doses a day. It, pretty soon, you're just going to walk into your Walgreens or your your Target pharmacy, your Kroger, CVS, whatever, and they're just going to say, hey, you want a vaccine? We got plenty. In fact, they're going to go bad. We're just get, get over here and we'll give you your card. So these are all things to look for and to listen for when we carry it live here on Tony Cassidy coming up at 1.30. And we will get into more of these issues. Uh, the gun control issue comes up from time to time. It's a very tired argument, a very unfun debate that we must discuss. But we'll make it fun because that's what we do. And we'll get into some. It's not going to be all doom and gloom. It's not going to be all surge at the border. It's not going to be all gun control. We will get into a few other things. Uh, you invested in Bitcoin yet? Is it something you might? It's on sale today, from what I understand. We'll get into that a little bit. Also, you know, some entertainment stuff. I like. I, we got to talk about the Marvel stuff with with Ari Castle. We will get into it uh, and a whole lot more. But again, 1.30 p.m. Joe Biden's first news conference of his administration, 65 days in. What do you make of that? What, what took so long, Joe? Is this a, a smart play? Or are you being shielded from a potentially hostile media? We shall see. Well, well, let's get into the border thing first. You know, immigration, always a hot button issue. You've got the uh, kids in cages, if you want to call them that, at the border. What's causing it? And, and let's also go back at what, what broke immigration in this country. We'll do that and a whole lot more coming up next right here on Tony Katz today. I hope Joe Biden doesn't pull an Axel Rose and make everybody wait for an hour at the podium for his first news conference of 2021 of his administration. That's right. 65 days on the 65th day. Biden spoke. It's coming up at 1:30. We will be live with it here on Tony Katz today. Nation of Jake in for Tony Katz on Tony Katz today. Look, uh, immigration, the surge at the border is going to be undoubtedly one of the biggest issues uh, facing Joe Biden's administration. And today we'll hear about it in the news conference. He has put Kamala Harris in charge of the situation on the southern border. I mean, one of the most important things that a president uh, has uh, in his purview, he is delegating to Kamala Harris, who, by the way, she has gone on record as saying that crossing into the United States illegally is not illegal. She said it's not a crime to come over into our country illegally. So I'm I'm not so sure. Uh, look, she's very good at putting people in cages. We we do know that about Kamala Harris, as she was torn apart 
by Tulsi Gabbard during the primary debates way back when about her propensity for locking people up for drug charges. But then she doesn't think that crossing the border is a crime when you do it illegally. So I'm not sure how you square those two things. She is going to have to be the she's got the sweat on her brow. And, and which button is, uh, is it a crime or do we put the kids in cages? She just can't she, she can't decide. She, and by the way, you know, all the speculation about, you know, Joe Biden losing his cognitive abilities, I think it's a little overstated, but there may be something to it uh, about Kamala Harris becoming president. I'm not so sure that she is the best fit for the presidency. And, and I say it for a few reasons. Number one, has nothing to do with her being a woman. All right. I think that there are many, plenty of women who could be successful presidents with the disposition to be that. Kamala Harris kind of made a name for herself, not only as a prosecutor, but also in Senate hearings when she could grandstand, when she had loads of preparation, when she could go after someone in a in a hearing. It looked good on camera. She was always very direct. Uh, all those senators during those hearings, uh, they can just bulldoze over uh, anybody who's testifying and look strong and look powerful and look well-prepared. She's very good when she is uh, has notes. She has uh, dozens of staffers giving her these notes. She can rehearse her questions. It's very one-sided. Off the cuff, Vice President Harris is a disaster. We saw it in the primaries. She did not even make it to Iowa in the primaries. She polled at 1%, if that, and I think that was being generous. Off the cuff, she's not good at all. She, she's, she's kind of a mess. What was it? Her, her deal was anybody would ask her about an issue, and she was unsure about it because she's unprincipled. She would just say, I think we need to have a national conversation about that. And it became a joke. That every time she was asked about whether it was health care, you know, do, do we need to end uh, private health care? Well, yeah, I think I think we should throw out the whole system. Maybe we need to have a national conversation about that. And and she said that she listened to Tupac in college, even though she she graduated from college before Tupac. Tupac was still dancing the Humpty Dance for Digital Underground when Kamala Harris was in college. And she's oh, yeah, I listen to Tupac. She's just a very pandering just very, I don't know. She's just, she's not good on her feet. And as a president, to a degree, you have to be likable and you have to be good on your toes. And you, and you can't make the kind of errors that she made in the primaries as president. It's not going to work out well for her. She, she may end up as president should Joe Biden decide to step down at some point due to whatever reason, age, health, whatever it may be. Uh, also, being a president that nobody voted for, that kind of puts you behind the eight ball when it comes down to it. But, but she's the one who's going to be taking the lead on the crisis at the southern border. And that's what it is. We've got a, a, a different surge. We've got, we got the, the same surge for different reasons. When Donald Trump was president, the surge was almost like defiance. Uh, sure, things were awful in Honduras and Guatemala and in Mexico. Uh, and people wanted to escape that. But it was almost like because Donald Trump said, we're building a wall, the wall is going up, we will be on the border constructing this wall, we are going to enforce our borders, it invited 
some sort of defiance. If you recall, you had uh, folks from south of the border with their different flags saying, we're going up to the border. And you know, they were met with force. And they were, they were detained. And life wasn't so good. And so it subsided. Because he said, hey, you, you, you come here, there's going to be some problems. Well, we accept your challenge. And they, they, they rushed the border. There were conflicts. And then they, they kind of went back to where they are from. This time, it's almost like they were invited. And Joe Biden says, I'm going to halt deportations for 100 days. First 100 days I'm in office, I may not even have a news conference until the 65th day, but I'm going to halt deportations for the first 100 days. And I'm going to have a very uh, friendly immigration system. I'm going to repeal these EOs uh, that, that Donald Trump put in place on immigration, uh, essentially saying, come on in, come on in. And so that's why we're getting this surge at the border. You see, it is a different impetus for it this time. And it rests squarely on the shoulders of Joe Biden and his rhetoric and his actions in his early days as president. He will today at 1.30, he will blame Donald Trump for the conditions on the border. He absolutely 100% will. In fact, I think he already has in less formal news gatherings in quotes. This is not on Donald Trump this time. That, that had come and gone. Sure, there were still children separated from parents, just as you would if, say, you were driving in a car and got a DUI and you had a child in the car. You know what? You would be separated from that child. You commit a crime, you get separated from your children. You get detained. It happens. That is the standard operating procedure. It has been since before Joe Biden was vice president under Barack Obama. So, I mean, I'd like to get some big picture immigration stuff, how we have royally screwed it up in this country. We, we may get into that. I've got to get into some Bitcoin talk, some cryptocurrency. I was a naysayer for a long time, but I think I might be on the old crypto train. Let's talk about it next right here on Tony Katz Today with Nation of Jake. Joe Biden will address the nation, the media, everyone in his first news conference of his administration. We are on the 65th day. On Twitter, there's like, he's been in office 64 days. Well, this is the 65th day. So, yes, after 64 days, he will finally address the media about a, a bunch of stuff going on. I mean, we've got you know, COVID is still out there. Uh, they are vaccinating at a higher rate. We have, you know, there's a dust up between Joe Biden and the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott. Uh, he called him a Neanderthal. And he's like, oh, it's Neanderthal thinking, dropping mask mandates. Well, I think since the mask mandate two weeks ago was dropped in Texas, uh, cases of COVID have continued to plummet. Uh, there's, there's really no evidence that the, the lockdowns and even the masks have worked. Look, it makes people feel better. It absolutely 100% makes people feel safe. False sense of security. Is there some value in that sense of security? I don't know. I don't know that people right now, uh, it's all performative or so it seems uh, there, there's I've seen videos of people uh, fighting each other over wearing masks. You've got the, the mask police going through grocery stores, you know, snatching people's groceries away from if they're not wearing a mask. Uh, it just it seems like, you know, people need to dial it down a little bit, assess their own risk levels and then 
we'll see where we are. Like, you know, that's why we have states. Look, that's why we have states. So in Texas, the governor can do what he thinks is best to balance this threat of of COVID with the economy. Because, listen, COVID will infect you and harm you. Well, so will being unemployed. So, So will starving. So there is a balance to strike. All these different states should be able to do what they're going to do without without the president calling them Neanderthals. And it just doesn't make sense. The, the name calling, Neanderthal thinking, it, it's not helpful. Like, all right, Texas, let us know how it works out. And, you know, it's working out. You know, what works for Texas, what works in Texas might not work in a place like Delaware, where Joe Biden is from. And that's why we have states in the first place. So, like, during this this time of COVID, you know, people have been uh, discovering new things, you know, hobbies. You know, I've been, I've been 3D printing a lot of stuff. I'm getting pretty good at it. More on that in a little bit. My, my 3D printing prowess has really come along. You know, some people are, you know, doing music, writing songs. I mean, it's actually been a, a time of great creativity and exploration for some people. I had a conversation the other day with my buddy Dave. And Dave, he kind of read me the riot act about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, and I'm I'm in. That's right. I'm a weirdo who hangs out in my basement workshop, 3D printing Iron Man helmets and trading cryptocurrency. Uh, that's what it's all done to me. But you know, Bitcoin it, it gets it gets railed on by traditional people. Traditional people ask questions like, "What is it even? What is Bitcoin? I don't understand it. It's just it's just made up. There's nothing backing it." Look, my first reaction to Bitcoin was like, oh, 10 years ago. I was like, what? Bitcoin? Is that, uh, that we had when we were kids, we had uh, eight Bitcoins. Eight Bitcoins. We would go in the sewer. We'd bust up bricks. You'd find them in bricks. You might find uh, a brick that's just got a ton of Bitcoins in it. You know, you start pounding on that brick and it's like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And Bitcoins. Sometimes you'd go bust a brick and it would turn into a steel box and a beanstalk would grow out of it. And you climb the beanstalk and you'd be jumping around in the cloud just collecting Bitcoin. That's, that's all you would do, just eight Bitcoin. That, that's Mario Brothers. As I, think, I think of Bitcoin, I think of Mario Brothers. But Bitcoin, this cryptocurrency and Ethereum like it, and Litecoin uh, like it, before people ask these questions as a way to dismiss it. Saying, no, it's just, it's made up. Bitcoin is absolutely made up. Well, what do you think the Federal Reserve has been doing to the dollar for decades. You want to say, oh, nothing's backing Bitcoin. What is it even? I, I can't answer it really you know, with specifics, but, but I can give you the big picture on it. Bitcoin is a reaction to the Federal Reserve manipulating money for decades. You, know, you want to say nothing is backing Bitcoin? Well, nothing is really backing the U.S. dollar either. It's been a long time since the gold standard. And the Federal Reserve has been doing things, uh, they'll call it quantitative easing. You've heard that before, QE. Oh yeah, quantitative easing. That means printing money. That's what they're doing. They're printing money. Billions, if not trillions of dollars, every year gets printed and put into the economy. Now, if you, if you know about the tenets of supply and demand, the more money that's printed, it brings down the scarcity. And we know that there's 
value in scarcity, so it drives down the value. So the value of the dollar, whether you feel it or not, yes, there's artificially low interest rates. It's all fake. It's all fake. And when that money is printed, where does it find its way to? It finds its way to Wall Street, where the hedge fund managers and the people who are already rich and powerful, that, that's where your, your wealth gap comes from. You got to already be rich to play the game. So regular people who have, who have witnessed this, people who have the desire to be wealthy, I'm not talking about having stuff. Look, you, you can get by in this country and not make a whole lot of money. You, if you make 35 grand a year and you're single, you can go live pretty well. You can go somewhere where the rent is low and you can eat Domino's pizza and you can play your Xbox and you can have a cell phone. You can have a little Hyundai that's got Bluetooth and navigation. You're going to you're going to use the bathroom inside. It's not like it was when you were poor in 1940 and you were crapping outside in a box. Everything is better now at the baseline. People who live at the poverty line in 2021, they live better than King George of England way back when who didn't have indoor plumbing and everything smelled and they had bring out your dead day. All right, so we are we are the top 1% of global wealth in this country, and I think that is what is clouding people's judgment. But the real power players, the cronies, the billionaires, and the powerful people in government have been manipulating our currency for decades and decades. So... What's to say you can't come up with your own currency? This Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, blockchain technology, I don't understand all of it. I don't understand exactly how it works, but I can I can read the stock market. I can see what's going up, and I can see that if it does take off, and, and by the looks of it, guys like Elon Musk and other billionaires are getting in on it. It's being traded by, I guess, Morgan Stanley now is the, the one major who is actually letting you buy and sell cryptocurrency, uh, it's it's only going to go up, I think. I mean, even though you look at the numbers, you're like, what, one Bitcoin is worth something like $60,000. We can't think of it as actual coins. That's just the name. And you just think of it as like fractional parts of a stock. Like if you had a dime in Bitcoin today, a dime. So Bitcoin's worth 60000 If you've got a dime worth of Bitcoin Bear with me here. You got six grand, right? Is that right? Is, that, is my math okay? Yeah, six grand in Bitcoin. What if, that, what if that actually becomes a thing? And Bitcoin is the coin of the realm, and it's worth a million. Because here's the kicker about Bitcoin. I told you about quantitative easing and the Fed printing all this money. There, there's no more Bitcoin being made. Bitcoin is a finite amount. At least it has that. You talk about value and scarcity. They're not just going out and making new Bitcoin. So, is it the worst thing in the world to go and get yourself a dime of Bitcoin? If it if it blows up, look, I'm not advocating. Look, you're saying, Jake, you're crazy. I'm not advocating putting your retirement into Bitcoin. I'm not saying that you should pull any money out of what you have saved up in your IRAs and whatnot and pay tax penalties to put in cryptocurrency. I'm not saying that. But, for instance, what I'm doing, I got a number of side hustles here and there. 
I'm just going to float some money into crypto, get myself my dime of Bitcoin, and then see. Wouldn't you hate it? Like, wouldn't you? I already hate it. I already hate it. That like 10 years ago, a buddy of mine texted me and says, hey, you know anything about this Bitcoin? I'm thinking about getting into this Bitcoin. I'm like, what are you talking about? Is that crap that they give away as prizes at gaming conventions and contests? I'm like, get out of here with that Bitcoin. Puh. 10 years ago, they could have had it for nothing. There's a lot of Bitcoin millionaires out there right now. So, I mean, what, what's, what's stopping you? I mean, other than, you know, traditional common sense. I'll, I'll take my chances. You know, why not? What's it going to do? My side hustle money sits in Venmo. You know, I, I fill in for, for Tony Katz here on the Tony Katz Today program. You know, he's going to give me a little bit of coin, and I might just uh, throw it over to, to Coinbase and check and see what happens. Yeah. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. And honestly, it shouldn't be that too far out for people to think about. You know, we watch movies, and we know that life imitates art. You know, in Star Wars, they don't use dollars. They don't use U.S. dollars in Star Wars. They use what? Ari Castle. What do they use in Star Wars? I, I Oh, I know it. It's like the digital thing. It's like credits. It's credits. They say credits. Just like in, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, they say units. You know, you know, it's like two billion units, whatever it is. They transfer the units. It's not that far off. It's just a way of keeping score. And if somebody wants to pay for it, it's got value. So what does it matter what it is? What does it matter what the dollar is now? There's nothing backing that. They'll print a bunch of money. And then... You'll, you'll see that the value of the dollar is so low, it'll be like in Zimbabwe, where you can get like a $100 trillion bill for 13 bucks or 5 bucks or something. Go on eBay and look up Zimbabwe trillion dollar bill, and you, you could get one, and it'll cost you uh, $3 or $4 plus shipping. The shipping might be more than that. So that's like what hyperinflation looks like. And it's being masked by a lot of things right now, but inflation is happening whether you feel it or not, and there's a lot of people feeling it, and they they want out of this dollar thing. So why not just throw a couple of bitcoins over, or go in the sewer and mine your own bitcoin? You know, bust up those bricks, bust up those those. Yeah, there we go. That's the that's what I'm talking about. If you can find a beanstalk, you can get up there. They'll play you a song. You just run and grab as many eight bitcoin as you want. All right, coming up. Look, not only am I now a cryptocurrency trader, I'm also a prolific 3D printer, and I am determined to sell some of my 3D printed art to our very own Ari Castle. And we've got Joe Biden, of course, coming up at about 1.30 this afternoon in his first news conference of his administration. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today. What a time to be alive in the era of cryptocurrency. 3D printing, I'm doing it all here on Tony Katz today. Nation of Jake in here for Tony. I know Tony wishes he could be here. What with the Biden presser that is coming up. Joe Biden will address the news media in his first news conference of his administration uh, here coming up at about 1.30. So definitely make your plans to be here for that on Tony Katz today. Uh, I'm hanging out. Listen, Tony asked me. He said, hey, look, usually I just leave it up to you to talk about God knows what on my program. And Tony is great for letting me be me on his program. But he said, I got to have you carry the Biden presser. I'm like, hell yeah, man. That's that's good stuff. Everybody wants to hear from old Joe Biden. I know that Tony wishes he was here to react to the presser. Either way, you got you got something. You got me. You got Nation of Jake here from my uh, basement 
Actually, my basement workshop. I don't want to. I'm in my basement like I'm a grown man in my mom's basement. No, I own the house. There's a, a workshop. I've got woodworking tools. I've got computers. I've got equipment. Uh, the latest addition has been the 3D printer. We talked about this a little bit last time, and I was really just new at it, just trying to get it to work. Uh, since I've kind of gotten to know the machine, the old Ender 3, I'm, I'm, I'm taking on bigger projects. In fact, I've been building uh, Iron Man helmets because I'm a big Marvel nerd, as you know from me being here on Tony Cassidy. I always talk about the, the Marvel releases, whether it be the Disney Plus shows like WandaVision or the new one, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I love this stuff, and I have for a long time on my life. I've been a big comic book guy. Uh, the other day, I made an Iron Man helmet. It didn't come out the way I wanted it to, but I immediately got offers. Yeah, I got people wanting to buy it. In fact, Ari Castle, he offered to buy my Iron Man helmet, even though I told him it was kind of janky. It looks good in pictures. I, uh, you know, I, when you sent me the pick, I was like, I need to have this. I immediately right. offered you cash for it. Yes, it is pretty sweet. It, you know what? It's it's fun, really, it is because, you know, you have a bar there to set. You want it to look like whichever Iron Man helmet, Mark uh, 1 through 85. He has like so many of them. Um, so, and you kind of feel like Tony Stark a little bit. It's fun. You got your, you're trading your cryptocurrency over on one computer. You're, you're doing some 3D modeling. You're, you're printing out these parts, trying to get them all work, you know, introducing some, some magnets to the mix. So it's, 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 it's you're only limited by your own creativity. Now, the thing about 3D printing that's, uh, it's pretty amazing now is that, uh, I'm of the generation, you know, and, uh, you can call me a, a late generation Xer or early millennial. I'm in that. I'm in that spot between uh, generations. This was unheard of. This was unfathomable when I was a child. The idea that you could print something out of plastic in your house on a machine that you paid less than two hundred dollars for. Uh, unbelievable. But. Young people these days, I've got two little girls, ages nine and seven, they don't think it's a big deal. You know why? Because they've never known a world that didn't have 3D printing. I've got a nephew who's 14 years old, and he's been 3D printing for almost five, six, seven years in school. So for me, I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is the future. Here we are. Anything is possible. And the young folk are like, meh. No big deal. It's, it's, no, it's no big deal. And then the, you show it to boomers. My dad was in town not long ago. Oh my God. My dad was like, hey, you think we could print some golf tees? <laughs> you can get golf tees for a penny, dude. He's like, yeah, but but we could print some, right? Because he's a big time golfer. He just wanted to print something that was relevant to him. So we did. And of course, they were like Iron Man shaped golf tees. Iron Man and Spider Man because I had to put my my little touch on it. But no, man, this is so fun. I would highly recommend getting into it. Do it up. All right, so we've got Joe Biden coming up to address the news media in a little over 30 minutes, 1.30 or thereabouts. We will carry it live. In the meantime, how is this going to go for President Biden? And what will he discuss first and foremost? All that's coming up with Nation of Jake filling in for Tony Katz on Tony Katz today.